Welcome to the Love Before 100 podcast. I'm Rachel Birch, and I'm here because everyone says dating in your 40s sucks. So I decided to make a game out of it. Part scavenger hunt, part bucket list. I made a list of all the ways I could meet my person. Then I assigned every task a points value. The goal now, find love before I hit 100. Points or years, whichever comes first. Hi. So before we cross, go on a date with a younger guy off the list. I just want to say, if you're addicted to personal development like I am, I hope you'll consider starting your own podcast. I recently posted on Instagram that I've changed my LinkedIn profile so many times that I finally just went with reinvent yourself and then do it again. I've been a lawyer, a life and business coach, a comedian, a podcaster, and now I'm combining all of it and doing a little podcast coaching because having a podcast changed everything for me. So if you're curious, check out the link in the show notes. I promise. Together, we can make something amazing. And now, let's get back to crossing go on a date with a younger guy off the list. So this was on my original, original bucket list. The one that I made way back when I was chatting with Minnesota, the guy I met on the plane. As you may recall, the first list was just a list of different types of guys that I wanted to go on a date with. A fireman, a B-list celebrity, a bald guy. Anyway, go on a date with a younger guy was actually the third one I put on my original list when I first started brainstorming ideas. The list went, go on a date with a fireman, of course, five points. A guy in the military, two points. A younger guy, parentheses, 30s, three points. An older guy, parentheses, 50s, one point, and so on. When I first put this on the list, I made it a point to specify that he would be in his 30s. I felt uncomfortable with the idea he would be younger than that. As you know from last week's episode, I recently got back on a dating app, but this time I'm on an app that in the past has mostly attracted younger men. And by younger, I'm talking 20s, 27, 25, 21, 21. I actually had to go into the app and make a deal breaker cutoff at 25. This prevents anyone from under 25 from messaging me or liking my photos. And even that felt too young. But the baby faces of the 21-year-old men, or boys rather, baby faces. Like baby faces. I just couldn't do it. My biggest fear with dating a younger guy is that we'll be out together and someone will refer to him as my son. Or worse, to me as his mom. Oh my God. This just doesn't seem like a risk worth taking, but... Jackie said it could be magical, and I'm all for magic, so here we are. I've opened up my mind to what it could look like, because not too long ago, I thought of it more as a joke. I was highly doubtful I'd find anyone compatible in their 20s. In fact, three months ago, I was on a podcast called Sex Party with Dustin Ribka, and here's what I thought about dating a 25-year-old. So I've tried Hinge, but... All I get is like 25-year-olds that will message mm. me. Like, you're my dream mm-hmm. cougar. I'm like, I would not know what to do with you if <laughs> I asked you. I'm sorry. 
Well, uh, do you think? Do have you thought about it? Have you tried? Let's just going on one day with a twenty-five-year-old. So I have thought about it. Yes, mostly for content. Um, I chatted with one, and he just started sending. You know, I he asked me like, "Do you send nudes?" I get a lot of that. Do you send nudes? I'm like, no, I don't send nudes. I'm an old. I'm a old. I'm a former attorney. Like, uh, there's no part of me that wants to picture like naked pictures send you naked pictures i so i asked him i'm like do you and he was like no but i send videos and i was like is that a thing now videos and uh he's like yeah and he sent me a a video and i was like oh oh okay it is a thing which again there's no judgment i'm very curious about all the thing because i'm Mm -hmm. i'm new to it all so i'm like i watched it and i was like okay thank you for that you know (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. I never know. It's so awkward. I'm like, how do you how do you reply to that? You know, like I just send like the flame emoji or something. <laughs> I I would entertain it honestly if I found the right person, but I think they'd have to either make me laugh or have something intelligent. To t- there has to be more than just like I'm physically attracted to you, just for any age. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and in that situation too, right? Like I, I feel like if you were to find someone who would like sent you a video, but you also yeah. read books, like, okay, let's go right. get coffee, right? Because then yeah. you'd have the possibility of this great sexual thing, but you'd have enough intelligence to, to chat, right? Right. And I'm, that's the thing. I'm open to those experiences, but I'm very particular in what I want it to look like. So I don't know. It's, I don't think it's going to happen, but I guess stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we will, we'll stay tuned. I have, I have a feeling that, uh, especially even if you're just doing it for content, I think what a phenomenal idea. Two thumbs up from, from sex party. So being open or at least curious is good because at this point I have a bunch of new matches. There's, One guy in his 60s, a couple guys in their 50s, a few guys in their 40s, and a big handful in their 30s, but the large majority are in their 20s. Over the next week, I will slowly make it through my matches, chatting with them and exchanging messages. I've noticed I'm interested, intrigued even, but not too invested, because meanwhile, things are also heating back up with Hubba Hubba. When we last left off, I had gotten a random unexpected text from him at 8.37 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Craving those boobs of yours. And I had replied, LOL, and good morning to you too. Morning. I thought about it for a second and then typed out, I'm glad you texted. To be honest, I was just thinking about you too. Is that so? LOL, it is. (laughs) Get your ass back down here. I look at my calendar. I had planned to drive back down on December 5th, but that's almost a week and a half away. And so I reply, my next visit's going to be December 5th. Are you around? He confirms that he is, but I really don't want to wait that long. And he had mentioned coming up to visit me after Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving was two days ago. So I say, okay, good. Although that's so far away, LOL. He replies, seriously, drive down tonight. Ugh, not the response I was looking for, hubba hubba. So I say, hmm, maybe. What time? I feel scared driving back too late alone. I work until eight-ish. Yeah, I get that about the drive. You could come now. Now? What? So I say, I'm still in my PJs, LOL. Are you working from home? 
I'm debating it. And since I don't want to look like I don't have anything going on, I add, you're lucky I blocked off the whole day just for self-care. This counts as self-care, right? This is true, though. I have these days in my calendar that I mark off as white space days, meaning white space in the calendar. Those are days where I don't plan anything in advance. I just take the day as it comes. He replies, I'm at home and have a shower that can fit too. And yes, definitely qualifies as self-care. After a little back and forth, ultimately, I decide I'll drive down in a couple hours and get there around two. I was not prepared for this. No time to get my hair done or my eyebrows or any of the prep I usually do. I decide, you know what? He gets the real me. Like, cute t-shirt, jean shorts, flip-flops. I do my own hair, no makeup. This is Saturday afternoon, Rachel. Take it or leave it. I drive down, and the whole way I'm thinking, is today the day? Is today the day I finally have the sex? I mean, during the day could be magical. Finally, I arrive at his place. It's so weird being here in the daylight. I brought my laptop and a book with me so that this time, while I'm just sitting on his couch watching him work, I could be working too. I walk in and he's on a Zoom. I pull out my laptop and my book and he smiles at me. I sit down on the couch and set up my little office for the day. This feels so good. Like, what is actually happening right now? Once his Zoom is done, he walks over and kisses me. Thanks for driving down. Do you want something to eat? He goes over to his refrigerator. I cut up some vegetables. You want vegetables? And I have hummus, crackers. I also have these chocolate coconut candies. He pulls out a small plastic jar that says St. Regis Bora Bora on it. My coworker gave these to me. They're pretty good. Do you want one? I take the vegetables, the hummus, and one of the chocolate coconut candies. He goes back to his computer. Help yourself. You can have whatever you want. He's super hospitable. Misha keeps saying, well, you're dating. You're dating Hubba Hubba now. I message Misha. This definitely feels like dating. And I'm just working. I'm working on the podcast, by the way. And he's just working. And it's daytime. And I'm eating his snacks. This is definitely dating. Whatever dating is. Between Zooms, we chat about all sorts of things. He tells me that he's developed the ability to guess the month someone was born in just by observing them. I challenge him to guess what month I was born in. Ooh, okay. After this next call, he says. When the call ends, he looks at me and says, hmm, May. My jaw drops open. Am I right? He asks. Yes. How did you know? Mm, it's just a vibe. I ask him his birthday, pretending that the background check that I ran on him didn't already give me this information. I remember his birthday because it's the same day as my best friend from law school. But I feign surprise when he tells me and say, oh, that's the same birthday as my best friend from law school. And then he says, want to know something crazy? Sure, I say. All four of my serious girlfriends have had the same birthday. What? At first, I feel sad. I'm sure it's not the same birthday as my birthday. But then I say, well, since those didn't work out, maybe choose a different day or month even. Meanwhile, he's noticed that I've finished his bell peppers. Want me to cut up another bell pepper, he asks. Just then my friend Jan calls. Jan and I have a little side business connecting buyers to vintage Broncos. She has a potential customer and wants to discuss what might be available. I ask Hubba Hubba if it's okay if I take the call in his bedroom since he's on a Zoom. He says, of course. Now, this is the first time I've been back in his bedroom since the crouching tiger hidden Rachel incident. I take a minute to look around. His room seems so different in the daylight. I just kind of pace around the small room, relishing the fact that I'm in his bedroom working while he's working on a Saturday afternoon. We've come so far 
since the last time I was in here. I finish my call and come back out, kind of laughing to myself. I say to Hubba Hubba, you're so funny. What? Why? He says, smiling. I just haven't been in your bedroom since hiding behind that dresser. It was just kind of funny. He kind of smiles and then asks what I'm working on, probably to change the subject. Are you working on your comedy? He asks. Kind of, I say. I'm working on the podcast. So anyway, I'm there for four hours until after 7 p.m. I continue to work and he continues to work. At one point, I'm fairly certain he's flirting with another woman on the Zoom in front of me. She doesn't know I'm there, but he does. Ugh, I just keep reading my book. And then later, he comes over and starts kissing me, but stops mid-kiss, just like, nope, we're done here. Okay, so apparently today is not the day. We continue to chat for a little while longer, and then eventually I ask him if he wants me to go. He says, maybe in a little bit when things get busy again, but not yet, and smiles. When I start to pack up my stuff to go, he asks if I'm leaving. And then on his own, I don't have to ask him this time, like the five times prior, he offers to walk me out to my car. I say, I got parking right in front. And he says, you never get parking right in front. He opens my car door and says, I hope you got some work done. I say, oh, yes, I definitely got some content. And he says, you did? And I say, yeah, you always give me good content. And he says, surprised me? I do? Then he kisses me and says, see you soon. And then I drive home. So that was our sixth date. Sixth. And it was a spontaneous day date. Okay, now I finally believe Misha. And I can say, Hubba Hubba and I are dating. It's not the same as seeing someone, but it's something. These terms are all very confusing, aren't they? None of it actually means anything, but it's fun to think about. You may have noticed at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned chatting with Minnesota. I originally put seeing Minnesota, but that was definitely not accurate because messaging on Instagram and texting occasionally felt too long. So chatting with seemed fitting. So now, for the first time since forever, I'm dating someone. And I personally define that as more than four dates, apparently, plus some texting and maybe a day date thrown in there for good measure. This is completely arbitrary. And I'm not seeing him because seeing him would require dates outside of his living room, right? Again, arbitrary. Perhaps I should put together a glossary of terms. The weird thing about this is that dating someone should come with at least some sort of certainty that you're going to see this person again or at least hear from them, right? But I drive home once again feeling that uncertainty creep in. I thought it was a great date, but why did he suddenly stop kissing me? Was it regular Saturday afternoon, Rachel? Was it something I said? On the other hand, he stopped his Zoom to walk me out and without me even asking. He was constantly offering me food and drinks. I don't see how I couldn't see him again. I'm sure it's fine. I won't worry about it. Besides, I have a bunch of those other new matches I can chat with and not focus on him. Because we already know he's not relationship material. Maybe it's time to find someone who is. So that night, when I'm home and back in bed, I open up the dating app to a bunch of new messages. The first message is from a 27-year-old named Garrett. We start chatting and he proposes playing a game. The game is called I Confess. And we're supposed to go back and forth confessing things. I think he's using it as a way to get to know each other, but it seems a little childish. 
But then again, this guy is 27. So maybe this is how they communicate. He's actually the first 20-something-year-old I'm in an actual conversation with. We play the game for a while, and then I tell him I'm tired and going to sleep, and then we can pick this up tomorrow. Because honestly, I'm exhausted. It's been quite a day. And tomorrow, I have early morning beach walk plans with Heather, the girl I met on the plane on my way to Dublin this summer. The next morning, Garrett messages me first thing. He wants to grab a drink and asks if I'm free tonight. I tell him I'd prefer to speak with him on the phone before he agrees to make the 45-minute drive out to meet me. He's very persistent. So on my way to meet Heather, I call him so we can chat for a few minutes and see if it's a good fit. During our chat, I decide, okay, let's just do this. Let's not drag it out. Since he's not from the area, he asked me to pick the place. Ugh, oh no. Well, I don't want to go anywhere too public, like too much of a scene. And I definitely don't want to go somewhere where I might see someone I know. I feel really weird about this. Garrett assures me it'll be fine. He tells me that he previously dated a 52-year-old and they dated for a while. Hmm, interesting. I blurt out, I'm worried someone's going to think I'm your mom. Who cares what they think, he asks. Valid point. Why do I care? I ask him what he likes to drink and he says whiskey. So I type whiskey bars into Yelp. I find a place I've been before. Reasonable price, good food, not a lot of people. Check, check, check. Okay, I can do this. Just then I spot Heather. I end my conversation with Garrett and get out of the car to meet her. It's our first time reconnecting since the flight, which was already almost six months ago. She tells me that she's been listening to the podcast, so I tell her the latest. I tell her about my dates with Hubba Hubba and about Garrett and having a date tonight. And then I show her photos of all the guys. Oh, whoa, she says when I hand her my phone with Hubba Hubba's photo. Wow, Hubba Hubba's in a class all his own. I know, I like him, I say. She likes Garrett. She thinks he's very cute. As I'm driving home, I marvel about how without the podcast, this is yet another friend I would have never met. When I get home, I hop in the shower to get ready for my date with Garrett. While in the shower, though, I start to wonder why I agreed to a same-day date. I'm half tempted to cancel and just stay in. I'm a little extroverted out after yesterday with Hubba Hubba and the catch-up with Heather and Thanksgiving with the family. Maybe just a movie night would be good. When I get out of the shower, I have a text from Garrett asking to reschedule our date because his baby nephew is in the hospital. Oh my gosh, I hope he's okay, of course. I hope he's better soon, I reply. I feel relieved that I don't have to go out, but I feel scared for his nephew and his family. I know it's not my baby, but I'm a mom, so of course, can't help but worry for the little guy. The next day, Garrett texts me to let me know his nephew was having some breathing issues, but is okay now. I let him know that I'm so happy to hear that. Then, a couple days go by, and nothing. I won't actually hear from Garrett again for two more weeks, but by then, it will be too late for Garrett. Because I have to say, I'm actually relieved. Garrett seemed nice, and I'm sure we would have had a good time on our date, but he just didn't seem like a great match. Kind of immature, which, again, is probably expected based on his age. I turn my attention away from Garrett and start to chat with a couple of the older guys I have matched. And they are all just very blah and noncommittal. I'm really trying here. But I have to say, the 20-somethings, they are lively. They are interested and engaged and have a lot to say, and they want to meet in person. And so now, I have two dates planned for the upcoming week, one on Monday and one on Wednesday, with a 52-year-old. Well, more accurately, with a 25-year-old and a 27-year-old. You see, I used to have this stand-up comedy bit 
the bit talked about how I was on this app and how all the guys messaging me were 10, 15, 20 years younger. I would say, when I tell my friends, they're in one of two camps. With the women friends, they all think I'm crazy. Except this one friend, she says, two 25-year-olds equal a 50-year-old. That's cougar math. The bit goes on to say, and then the men, the men always say the same thing. Congratulations. And then I feign confusion and say, congratulations. You know I didn't birth this baby, right? He came out of someone else. He just wants to go back in me. It always got a big laugh. Anyway, so I tried it on my mom. I was over there visiting and I say, mom, I'm going on a date with a 52-year-old this week. And she replies, oh, that's a good age. No, I mean a 25-year-old plus a 27-year-old. She laughs and shakes her head. So now it's time for my very first date with a 20-something-year-old. It's the 25-year-old, the guy from Minnesota. His name is Wes and he lives in LA. And he's driving down from LA to have dinner with me. I get to the restaurant, and even though he's texting me that he's arrived, Wes is nowhere to be found. It turns out he went to the wrong location. This restaurant has two locations in Orange County. I look it up on maps, and he's a 16-minute drive away. Since he already drove down from LA, I offer to drive to him, but he says he'll come to me. He arrives and walks up. I am pleasantly surprised. He is way cuter than his profile pictures. We walk inside and they seat us at a table on the patio. Our waitress comes over and smiles and gives us our menus. I notice that I'm surprised she's talking to us like any normal couple. You'd think I'd arrived with like an alien or an animal or a blow-up doll. I start to relax. We chat about all sorts of things. Wes is in the military. He has one brother. He tells me about his job and how he spends his free time. He's super polite and very engaged in our conversation. He offers me some of his fish and takes a bite of my salad. We contemplate dessert, but ultimately decide nothing looks too interesting. When the bill comes, I ask if I can pay. Since he drove down and then also to the second location, he refuses. No, I got it, he says, and pays for our meal. We are there for probably two hours, and then Wes walks me to my car. I ask him if he wants a ride to his car, and he accepts. I say, you shouldn't accept rides with strangers. And he is quick to reply, I was going to say, you shouldn't let strangers in your car. It's strange because he's right. I normally wouldn't let a stranger in my car, but I kind of feel safe with him. It's a short drive to his car, and then I pull into the spot next to his in the empty parking garage. I wonder if he'll try to kiss me or ask, how does this work? Is he even attracted to me? He then asks me, would you like to hang out again? And I say, yeah, I would. And then he asks, would you like to hang out more now? And again, I say, yeah. I would. At this point, he leans over and kisses me. Do you want to get in the back seat, he asks me. I glance back at the car seat back there and say, um, no, there's not really room. He looks back and nods. Instead, I just climb over onto the passenger seat with him and continue to kiss him. He asks about some other activities, and I reply, uh, no, not on the first date. After, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of that, he asks, well, when can I see you again? You said you were free Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday, right? Well, today is Monday. And now I have a date with Corey, the 27-year-old, on Wednesday. So I tell him, yeah, I'm free on Sunday. We make a date to go to the movies on Sunday and go our separate ways. Driving home, I think to myself, 
wow, that was nice. I'm pleasantly surprised by how mature he was. Must be the military or maybe his Midwestern upbringing. Hmm. I'm curious to see what happens. I like that he wants to see me again, but who knows? I could never hear from him again. But before I get home, there's already a text from him. It reads, thanks for the fun night. I really enjoyed myself and I'm glad we met. Get home safe. Once I pull into the garage, I text him back and say, you're so sweet. Thank you again for driving down and for dinner and for being a complete gentleman. It felt really good to be with you. That's what I'm here for, he replies. And now it's Wednesday and I have a date with Corey. Corey is a 27-year-old firefighter. Yes, he's a fireman. Corey has also planned a really nice date. He's taken me to a fancy new restaurant in Newport. It's a little bit of a scene, but he picked it, and so I want to honor his choice. It shouldn't be terrible on a Wednesday night. I get there, and he's already seated on the patio. Corey's cute. He's definitely a California boy. He's a surfer with blonde hair and blue eyes. Although he's older than Wes, he doesn't seem as mature. I mean, he's a fireman, so I know he's seen some stuff, but his vibe is just different, younger. We talk about growing up in Orange County and his favorite spots. We talk about his hobbies and about his work and his aspirations. And then he tells me that he was recently engaged, but that his fiance had been unfaithful and that he's just getting back into dating. Ugh, I hate that for him. This guy is incredibly sweet, super innocent. I'm actually surprised he's considering dating or whatevering an older woman. Meanwhile, there's a table of cute 20-something girls next to us. They look over a couple times. Maybe at Corey, maybe at us. I decide I don't care. Corey walks into my car and hugs me and says, that was fun. Let's do it again. Corey and I text a bunch that night. I message him to thank him for dinner and he replies telling me how good I looked and that he found me super attractive and fun. He adds, it's good to meet a good person who does cool stuff. I liked meeting him and we have some things in common based on both growing up here, but I can't say I felt the same chemistry as I did with Wes. Meanwhile, I'm still in conversations with older men, but they are not going anywhere. They are slow to ask for a date. They are slow to respond. When they do respond, I get replies like, that could work or pencil me in or that's a possibility. By contrast, the younger guys are, we have a reservation at this place at this time. Do you want me to pick you up or would you prefer to meet there? And hubba hubba, another of the older selections, at this point, it's been two weeks since our last date, and I haven't heard a peep from him. It's funny because originally, I thought the question would be, do I sleep with Hubba Hubba or not? Does he come to my place? Do we do it there? But now that I have options, I start to think that maybe the question is, who will the lucky suitor be? I soon realize I have a 20-something, a couple of them actually, a 40-something, and a 50-something. I just need a 30-something to round things out. I mean, why should men be the only ones who get to do this, right? Okay, so now we're into the second week of December and I have two dates this week. My second date with Wes and my first date with a new guy, Colin. Colin is 27 and he's a pilot. I'm kind of excited about Colin. He's a very consistent texter and super considerate. He's planned wine tasting in Laguna Beach for our first date and of course offers to pick me up. All of my friends have been super impressed with how the 20-somethings are showing up. Amazing communication and energy sprinkled with a little bit of rom-com vibes. As compared to, say, Hubba Hubba or The Irish Boyfriend or Paul the ER Doctor, and the list goes on. Honestly, I think they're just less jaded by the whole dating process. I mean, 
I'm jaded, so I get it. But luckily, these guys are bringing my faith back in dating. I even tell my mom about the dates and she's surprised. She says, oh, so it's not just all about the sex for them? No, mom, these are good guys. Go to get my hair blown out. The stylist asks me about what I'm getting my hair done for and I tell him that I have a date tonight. But also that I have a date on Tuesday, which is in two days, and I want to make sure it lasts. As he's doing my hair, we start to chat about my dates. He asks about the guys and how I met them. I tell him, well, they're way younger. I tell him that since I've gotten back on this dating app, the young guys are everywhere. And then I say, it's 10 lords a-leaping. And then I start hysterically laughing. He's just staring at me confused, but I am so amused with myself. Young guys, Christmas time, leaping into action, 10 lords a-leaping. That's cougar dating comedy gold right there. That's what that is. And now it's time for my movie date with Wes. We're going to see Napoleon, a very long movie. I park and walk to the front of the theater and sit down in the chairs out front. Just then, I get a text from Wes. It says, just parked. I have something for you. I reply, I'm here, just out front. You do? He says, yeah, I can give it to you after the movie. It's just something I picked up for you. He walks up. You look nice, he says, smiling. As we walk up to the snack counter, I whisper to him, I was going to text you and see what type of snacks you like to bring to the movie, but I didn't have time. I'm glad you didn't. I'm kind of a rule follower, he says, and then points to the candy. Red vines or Twizzlers, he asks me. Either one, I say. I like both. Good answer, he says, smiling, grabbing the Twizzlers. We sit and watch the almost three-hour movie. Afterwards, we walk out to my car, and I drive him to his car. He reaches in his car and pulls out a bouquet of 12 white roses, wrapped in brown paper and tied with a small white bow. The flowers are gorgeous. You can tell these are not grocery store flowers. These were bought at an actual flower shop. Oh my gosh, thank you, I gush. In all my dates, this is the first guy to bring me flowers. This is exactly how I've been wanting to be treated. Just show me a little bit of effort. I mean, on our first date, he drove down from LA, probably took three different freeways, and then drove to a second location, probably via a fourth freeway, after he went to the wrong place. And then did so again tonight for our second date. Meanwhile, Hubba Hubba couldn't even be bothered to leave his living room. Well, I guess he did walk out onto his balcony once. Wes brought me flowers tonight. Hubba Hubba gave me one piece of candy his coworker brought him from her vacation in Bora Bora. Hubba Hubba ain't got nothing on Wes. We get in my car and sit and talk for a bit. And then we start to make out in the AMC parking lot. He asks if I want to get in the back seat, and since I planned ahead and removed the car seat from the back seat, I say, okay. And now he's telling me all the things he wants to do to me. And all I'm thinking is, oh, no, that sounds messy. My car wash guy charges five extra dollars for pet hair or sand. I don't even want to guess how much he'd charge for that. And then he tells me that he wants to have sex. I tell him no, like I always do. No, thank you. I'm not ready for that yet. Blah, blah, blah. I stop myself. Rachel, what are you doing? You say you want this. And every opportunity that presents itself, you say no. Why are you waiting for some magical fairy godmother to come down and turn a pumpkin into a penis? Just say yes. What would happen if you just said yes? Okay. I say to him, yes. Yes. 
I hope you loved that episode of Love Before 100. And actually, if you did, I'd appreciate it so much if you'd go leave us a five-star rating in the Apple Podcast app. And then be sure to come back next week to find out what happens next and to help me cross another thing off my bucket list. It's been the-